Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. I am your host and the founder of Skull King Sports. Uh, welcome to the last episode of this podcast before we get started with the 2020 season. We are going to go over some of the news that's happened in the last few days. Uh, mainly the stuff that's going to be the most relevant for fantasy football. There will be a couple of things we may mention. Um, and then uh, as, a, as a final little thing before we get into the season, I'm going to give some tips for surviving fantasy football in the year 2020. So I hope you guys are ready for a, a, a fun fantasy football season. I am uh, definitely excited for this year. Uh, it's nice to, to see that we're actually going to have uh, the NFL season after you know everything that happened with Major League Baseball and, and them threatening to not play with all of the arguments between the Players Association and the and the owners and just seeing what is what it, you know what happened with with sports and whether or not they were actually going to play it's nice to see that we are going to have an NFL season uh, I'm especially um, excited this year uh, another year in the uh, in the fantasy pros uh, expert consensus um, accuracy contest so we'll see how see if I can improve on uh, how I did last year finishing 99th overall uh, for the season in in uh, fantasy pros out of uh, about 135 to 140 um, experts so let's see if I can improve that uh, and uh, I've also been invited to play in the uh, fantasy pros uh expert DFS contest so a lot of uh, DFS guys um, playing in that on DraftKings so should be a lot of fun this year this will be my first uh, second league in a DFS uh, type of format so um, I am still learning DFS and how to best construct rosters in that format so like I said I'm really looking forward to the season a lot of learning a lot of growing uh, in fantasy football as well as just with everything that we are doing with Skull King Sports, uh, you know, really excited about how how this organization is growing and what we're doing uh, to bring you the sports news and everything that you guys are looking for, as well as the fantasy advice you guys need. So, I believe that is it for uh, the beginning. I want to uh, again thank uh, Finish First Fantasy Advisors, that is our main sponsor for the show tonight. Uh, they are a uh, a premium uh, fantasy advice uh, website. What they do is they set you up with a uh, an advisor who emails you throughout the th- throughout the season, giving you start sit advice, uh, trade advice, um, and uh, I believe 
you can also uh, you can also get a, a playoff guarantee that if you don't make the playoffs, you will get uh, I believe a, most of your money back. So um, make sure to check them out. Finishfirstfantasy.com uh, to uh, to find out more. All right, so let's go ahead and hop into the news for the 2020 fantasy football season. Uh, let's check out what's happened in these last few days. All right, starting off, um, it looks like the for the Chargers, they expect Mike Williams to miss most of September with the AC joint injury in his shoulder. Obviously, this is going to make more opportunity for um, for Keenan Allen, not that he needed much more. I got to be honest, I'm not a big fan right now of Keenan Allen in that offense, and that's mainly due to the fact that Tyrod Taylor's the quarterback. Last time we saw Tyrod Taylor's a starting quarterback, he lasted two and a half games, and then uh, Baker Mayfield took over for him. So uh, Tyrod has had up and down years uh, as a starter in this league. I have not been all that impressed overall with what he has done. Um, he's been replaced multiple times as the starting quarterback. So uh, whether it was with Buffalo or with Cleveland or, um, you know, we'll see how long it takes for um, for them to go with the rookie uh, with the Chargers in L.A. So um, until until they make the switch away from Tyrod Taylor. I'm 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 having a hard time really trusting anyone in that offense except for maybe Austin Eckler. So, uh moving on, Adrian Peterson has signed a one-year deal with the Lions. Uh from what I have seen um among all of this, uh it actually looks like the uh, the Lions um may actually get him some good work even in week 1. They ended up placing uh running back Bo Scarborough on injured reserve. Um, and so because of that, with the, the new rules for this year, injured reserve is a minimum of three weeks instead of what was a minimum of six in regular years. So Scarborough for now, uh, is going to miss at least three weeks. We'll see, um, what, what kind of happens there. But, uh, Matt Patricia actually said, uh, of Adrian Peterson that, um, he will most likely be used. Uh, in week one, the expectation is that he gets plenty, uh, plenty of runs right off the bat. So that's where we are at with him. Uh, Austin Eckler actually said he sees um, new running back Josh Kelly as a very talented, uh, as very talented, uh, and keeps getting better. Um, there could be a one-two punch between Eckler and Kelly, which could be really interesting um, to see there. Regardless if Jackson is ready to go or not, Justin Jackson is ready to go or not, uh, we expect Kelly to be the one who gets more touches. So even though Jackson has missed some time with injury in practice, it looks like Kelly has basically passed him up and is the the number two guy in that offense. So um, definitely got to be watching in the, uh, in, the, in the sleeper, especially if you're in a deeper league. Uh, Kelly is definitely a guy that I would be keeping an eye on as you're getting into deep leagues, uh, deep in the drafts. Uh, he's most likely, if you're in a 12-team or less, even 14-team or less, he's probably going to be available. Uh, I play, this year I'm playing in a 16- and 18-team league. Um, those two leagues, he has gone in both. So, 
the let's see. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Josh Rosen uh, signed with the Bucks to uh, on their practice squad to learn behind um, Tom Brady. We'll see if that helps him out at all. Uh, Ebron is a mismatch chess piece for the Steelers. This is definitely interesting. Um, we'll kind of see how this works out for him. Um, according to beat writer Nick Farabaugh, he said that Eric Ebron will be used all over the formation and could be heavily targeted this season. Um, he posted Twitter that Ebron allowed the team to feel comfortable going five wide receivers since he's almost like another himself. He added that Ebron would be flexed out all over the place as a mismatched chess piece uh, and is going to get a lot of targets this year. Um, Vance McDonald, who was uh, the tight end last year, is now with, uh, I believe, he is with uh, the Detroit Lions now. Um only ran a pass route last year on 41% of his 2019 snaps. Um, Ebron has regularly run routes on more than 70% of his snaps. Could emerge as an every week fantasy option in 12 team leagues sooner rather than later. I will believe that when I see it. Um, I'm not totally convinced of that yet. So um, I think that Ebron could be a deep sleeper. I'm just not. I'm, I'm waiting on that one. So. Uh, the Dolphins have officially named Ryan Fitzpatrick as their week one starting QB versus New England. Tua will back up, and uh, it could be interesting to see how fast they move to Tua after this game or in the middle of this game. Uh, all depends on on if Ryan Fitzpatrick can be Ryan Fitzmagic or Ryan Fitztragic. So, again, that's well, it's, it's always an adventure watching him to see what happens. Uh, but usually in the years that he starts off as the starter, it doesn't last too long. So, uh, let's see. Lamar Miller and Devonta Freeman are both still looking for teams. Carson Wentz is back to a full participant in practice this week. No concern with the franchise QB. There's a lot of debate about Carson Wentz and whether or not he is a, a solid fantasy asset. If he can be a quarterback, they can really get the job done. And here's here's my take on Carson Wentz. The pro, it's for me. It's uh, and with most people, it's not his talent. His talent is not the issue. When he's healthy, he is a very very good quarterback. Uh, we saw that in was it 2017, um, the year that the Eagles ended up winning the winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles taking over at the end of the year. So um, I believe it's 2017. Um, he is a very talented quarterback. the The obvious issue is whether or not he can stay healthy. He gets hit a lot. Um, he's had to deal with some some concussion issues, which which can always be troubling for a football player. So just things to watch. I think that, you know, at least to start off, Carson Wentz could be a solid quarterback uh, for fantasy. But he's one of those guys, if Carson Wentz is my option to take in a draft, I'm definitely drafting a solid backup. And I never draft two quarterbacks, so that should tell you about what I'm actually doing with Carson Wentz. So, uh, Damian Harris is still absent uh, from practice with a hand, um, I with a hand issue. I believe that uh, he actually had surgery on a finger, looking like he may miss the first uh, couple weeks. Um, I believe I can't remember if they actually put him on IR or not, so I'll have to check that. 
but uh, I believe they actually did. So I think he's going to miss the first three weeks. So um, for a guy who was looking like he was going to take, he possibly could have taken over the starting role. Does not look like that is going to be the case. Obviously, for the first three weeks, uh, the um, the the Patriots, I believe, pulled up Justin Johnson uh, or JJ Johnson or whatever his name is to uh, to be the uh, to take his spot on the roster for now off the practice squad. We'll see. Again, I think once Harris comes back, I think it could be um, he could be playing. Uh, quite often I think he's he was definitely one of my sleeper picks for this year uh, Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars says it will be a while before Armstead plays obviously this is not um, this is not uh, great news for those of you who even like me picked up uh, Armstead in drafts um, obviously he is on the the COVID-19 list um, says that it'll be a while before he he is ready to play. Armstead opened the camp on the team's reserve COVID list, was eventually removed for a few practices, then returned for a second stint ahead of the regular season opener. With no timeline for his return, all of Divine Azigbo, Chris Thompson, and James Robinson will work in a committee in the interim. I believe James Robinson was actually named the starting quarterback for the team, or starting running back for the team this week. So uh, Thompson remains the likeliest candidate to offer immediate value in negative game, sp- game scripts in week one, whereas Ozigbo is a safe bet to lead the team in carries. Armstead can be universally dropped across redraft leagues. So, obviously, it's going to be a while before Armstead comes back. Uh, I have him in one league where I was able to put him on the... Um, oh, I was able to put him on IR. So, so that... Uh, you know that's the one good thing about uh, having an IR there. So I was able to hold on to him. I don't know. I may end up dropping him. Luckily, having the IR spot helps. So, um, moving on, we got to that. Uh, Mc uh, McVeigh is um, optimistic about um, Henderson playing with his hamstring injury. Um, Daryl Henderson has been dealing, obviously, been dealing with with the leg, uh, the leg issue. Um, if he is good to go, McVeigh added that's a three back rotation. Uh, you feel really good about. Also, said the team will be asking a lot out of rookie Cam Akers right away this season. I still think that Akers is the guy to own in that backfield. Um, says here he should be valued as a high end RB two, with Malcolm Brown soaking up carries behind him. If available, fantasy players can't possibly trust Henderson in his first game back from injury. Obviously, so um, again, I'm uh, I'm of the the thought that Acres is the guy to own. Henderson um, is a is a backup at best. So, uh, according to uh, the Bengals head coach, AJ Green is a full go for Sunday. Hopefully, this will be a healthy season for AJ Green. I like AJ Green when he is healthy. I think he is a solid. Um, he is a solid wide receiver when healthy. Of course, he is getting up there in age, so we'll see. Again, we'll we'll have to see um, how long how long he can hold up for a season. Um, all the um, the various uh, reports have said that he is developing a solid uh, chemistry with um, with Joe Burrow. So, um, let's see. 
the Raiders are placing QB Marcus Mariota on injured reserve. He'll miss a minimum of three weeks to start the season. Vegas has uh, Nathan Peterman as its current backup to Derek Carr. So they also signed Deshaun Kaiser to the practice squad. So shows you how bad it is for quarterbacks right now in Las Vegas. Um, let's see. Oh, sorry. It was the, the J.J. Taylor was who the uh, Patriots signed off their practice squad um, as Damian Harris was put on IR. Um, Taylor apparently had a great camp, so he is definitely a guy to, to kind of keep an eye on for this season as well. Um, let's see. A.J. Dillon is expected to be Green Bay's running back three early in 2020. We will see if he can pass up Williams. Uh, on the depth chart, um, Aaron Jones obviously is their number one. And so we'll kind of, again, that's something to kind of watch. But uh, I think obviously, I think Jones is the obvious pick there. I don't have him quite as high as a lot of people do. Um, I have him around running back 10. I know he finished um, as a running back one. One of the top five, I believe, is where he finished in most formats. Um We'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. I, I'm a little bit lower on him this year, so that's that's me. Uh, the Saints and Alan Kamara are very extremely close to a new extension, which means that the Saints are not all that worried about uh, the the back uh, cortisone injections that he was getting. Steelers have a super deep and diverse running back group, says Mike Tomlin. We are not opposed to utilizing all their talents. At the same time, though, he says there is no question about who our bell cow is. Our bell cow is James Conner, and he is our primary ball toter. Um, I mean, for me, this is great for James Conner. I like James Conner. I've I've drafted him in one league. Um, he fell to, uh, I mean, in someone that I was helping with their draft, he fell to them, um, was a solid pickup. I like, I like Conner if you can get him late enough. Yes, I know we're dealing with a lot of injury history there, but I still think that that uh, Connor is productive when healthy. So if you're if you're willing to put up with the the possibility of injuries, you can pick him up maybe as your running back too, maybe even your flex option depending on on how late you can get him. Um, I think that he is a he is going to be a solid player when healthy. So. Um, I usually don't like handcuffing my own running backs. He is one that I could see. I could see someone being willing if the roster is deep enough, um, picking up their their number two. Which you'd have a you know wild guess as whether it's Benny Snell or uh, McFarlane or or Samuels. So, but um, solid news for those of you who are James Conner's truthers who believe that he will be um, the guy and can stay healthy. Um, I'm sure many of you heard about uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins' uh, uh, contract extension. He still had three years on his deal, managed to get two extra years thrown on. Um, those two years will make him, during those two years, the highest paid non-quarterback ever, uh, $27.25 million per year. With uh, 42.75 million guaranteed at signing, so that means that over the next five years, his average seat or his average salary is right below 20 million. I think it's like 19.5. So, uh, so uh, honestly, I mean, over the five years, it's a solid contract um, 
we'll just we'll kind of see towards the end of that contract or the, la- the last two years of that five-year deal. Um, just if he's still that productive, which he should be in that care in the uh, Arizona Cardinals offense. Uh, Bucks head coach Bruce Arian says that Leonard Fournette will have a solid role in Week One against the Saints. He's a bright guy, and he picked up the and he picked up picked it up quickly. Says obviously he can't do everything; it'll be situational. I think that this is great news for those who drafted Leonard Fournette uh, before he ended up getting dropped by the Jaguars. Um, I think that uh, I do have Fournette in one league and. Um, saw him drop like crazy in another league where I was helping a guy draft. And so if you can get him at a value, I think you're in great shape. Um, if you got him, um, obviously it may be a little bit hard to play him week one. Um, but uh, once we kind of see what happens there with that offense, I think that uh, that Fournette could be in for a big season this year. Um, the last couple things for... Tonight, uh, the Browns and Kareem Hunt have agreed to a two-year extension. I believe the two years were worth $13.5 million with $8.5 million guaranteed. So the Browns have him under control for three years, which is interesting because they also have Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb is going to be coming on a contra- coming up on a contract extension, I believe, in two years. Uh, let's see. He's played two years in the league, I believe, so he's got two years plus the option for a fifth. Oh, he's a second. I'm not sure. So... Um, we'll kind of see, but interesting that they pick up, they're paying this much for Kareem Hunt. I know that it's going to get a little tight with the, um, with the salary cap over these, you know, this year, next year, because of, um, the loss of revenue with COVID-19. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that works with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and what, um, they want to do with Kevin Stefanski in that offense. So. Uh, Brandon Cooks did not practice today due to a quad injury. He was limited on Monday. Something to monitor before the Thursday night game uh, where the Texans will be playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. And last but not least, uh, Broncos pass rusher Vaughn Miller suffered a lower leg injury in practice today. Uh, Looks like uh, the MRI indicated a season-ending tendon injury. Um, He is going to Green Bay to get a second opinion on Thursday. So... Uh, for those of you in IDP leagues, uh, Von Miller is now no longer available for this season. Um, and it, we'll see how that affects the the Denver defense. I know that, they, that they've been building up and, and really solidifying that defense over the last couple of years. Um, when you lose a guy like Von Miller, that can make a big difference just the, because of the way that he is able to disrupt um, disrupt the line of scrimmage and make things difficult for quarterbacks. So. All right, that is it for the news and notes. We are going to now get into just a few um, a few tips uh, that I've got for um, moving into the 2020 fantasy football season. Um, and really, these I mean these a lot of you have probably heard these things. Um, I, this is just kind of a, a gentle reminder as we get into this season, especially with how everything is gone in the year 2020. I think that these are just good reminders. So tip, my tip number one, don't take it too seriously. Um, I understand that there are a lot of guys and ladies, men and women, who who play in money leagues for fantasy football. And if you are putting in, if, if you're 
putting so much money into fantasy football that you are um that you panic about how your team is doing you're you're playing too for too much money um i don't mind playing for fantasy i don't mind playing fantasy for money i play normally i play in one maybe two fifty dollar leagues that's and i know that's my max that's the most i can do after that i'll play in a bunch of free leagues just to just for the experience and to kind of work with rosters work in different um fantasy platforms uh, and, and that sort of thing but fantasy football especially this year fantasy football should just be a fun distraction from all the stuff that we've had to deal with in 2020 um and so that's just kind of a a a a little tip from me don't take it too seriously enjoy it my favorite league that i've ever played in i've had to you know take a couple years off of it just with various family things and and stuff my favorite league is is the one um with a bunch of guys that i used to work with that we would all get together at my buddy's house and and do the draft um i'm looking forward to getting back in that league next year uh but that that was always my favorite league to play in because we had fun at the draft. We had a big group text. We were always talking crap to each other. And we did take it. I mean, we took it a little bit seriously, but at the same time, we had some fun with it. So, um, you know, enjoy playing fantasy football, watching the game. So, number two, this is kind of a, a just a, a, a random one. Expect the unexpected. I think this is especially poignant for um for 2020 you know the year of covid of murder hornets of uh let's see uh land hurricanes in iowa um let's see what else have we had in the year 2020 um it's been just crazy so again expect the unexpected guys are going to get injured be ready to know who the next guy is in the depth chart to be able to go and get on the waiver wire. So again, expect the unexpected. Uh, number two, don't be afraid to grab someone off of waivers. Um, you know, I've one of the one of the things that I've learned in fantasy football is don't be afraid to go after someone, even if you really like someone on your bench. Opportunity often outweighs talent. Just because a guy is talented, if he's not getting the opportunity, that could be a problem. You know, it's if the guy who's getting the opportunity to play is more likely to score the fantasy points. So that's uh, in so many cases, opportunity has to be um, the dominating factor. Now, again, there are also some times where you're looking at a guy or he's got the opportunity, but he's really crappy. He's going to play a lot. But the team isn't very good. You know, again, take everything as a whole. But opportunity really has to be a a huge factor in making your decisions about uh, starting, sitting, and making waiver wire moves. So, number two, or or sorry, the number two kind of to go along with this one. Don't hold on to someone too long. Um, I have held on to players expecting that they were going to be, um, you know, take over for a guy four, five, six, seven weeks into the season. Missed out on some guys that I could have grabbed off of waivers because the opportunity was there for them. Um, don't be afraid to drop a sleeper after like three or four weeks if they're not even getting the opportunity to play. 
if it's a guy that needs an injury to happen in order to play, drop him. Find guys that are getting opportunities to play that, you know, maybe they're already playing a little bit and an injury would just push them into, you know, from a wide receiver three to a wide receiver two or running back three to a running back two or a possible flex option. Those are the kind of guys you want to be looking for. So if you don't, if someone on your bench just isn't getting the playing time, drop them and find someone who is. So, and the, the last thing I want to go over for this episode before we get started with the season is the whole start your studs mentality. Now, I I am a big fan of Brad Evans of the was FTN, the Fantasy Something Network. It's he started his own network now that uh, deals with um, fantasy and 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 betting, sports betting, and his philosophy is start your studs is one of the laziest um, methods and theories of of fantasy football. And, and I take that with a grain of salt. I In a, in a sense, I agree. Um, if you're playing in leagues that are 12, 14, 16, 18 teams, I mean, 14 team leagues and up, start your studs because you draft them in the first couple rounds. Unless something is happening where they're not getting the playing time, they're just not producing, then you move on, um, you know, f- after a regular base. But in a, if you're playing in smaller leagues, and I am, I am not going to dog anyone for playing in a six-team league. I'm not going to dog anyone for playing in an eight-team league. If that's how you enjoy playing fantasy football, then play fantasy football in an eight-team league. Enjoy it. Again, don't take it too seriously. So this is part of that. If you are playing in an eight-team league, or even a ten-team league, start your studs doesn't necessarily have to be the way to go. Um, you can make moves. You can you can sit guys that on any larger of a league would be an automatic start. You can mess around with those a little bit because the teams are so stacked in eight and obviously in six, but in eight team leagues and even in ten team leagues, they can be a little bit stacked. There is a that you don't need to just start these guys every week. You can you can play with it a little bit depending on matchups. Um, and off and again, matchups and opportunity. So, um, again, start your studs can be a lazy way of playing and it could work out for you at the same time. Someone could decide, you know what? I'm going to sit my wide receiver two or my wide receiver one. It's not a great matchup. The, the, you know, he's going up against the, you know, the wide receiver is going up against a star defensive, uh, defensive corner who's shut down everyone this year. I'm starting someone else this week. And it could pay off for you. So I am never going to dog anyone for making certain decisions. You make your decisions. You play, If you want to play risky, play risky. You want to play safe, play safe. Um, but don't knock anyone for playing their roster different than you. Everyone does this differently. And everyone can be successful doing it differently. So... Um, that's my, that's my little rant there. So again, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the show tonight. Um, we are ready for the season. 
Um, I can't wait to get this started. Make sure to go to SkullKingSports.com. You can check out the Fantasy Football tab, and under there you will find our rankings for Week 1. Um, and uh, you know, make sure to follow us not only on uh, not only on Facebook here on the uh, podcast, uh, but also on uh, again Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, we hope that you guys uh, enjoy the uh, advice that we we're giving you this year. Again, I'm going to try to get some uh, of our staff as well as other uh, co-hosts and other guests on the show for you guys. Uh, again, good luck in the 2020 season, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.